welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones and we are transmitting live from our station here at www.twave.tv, tweetcasting.tv and our various network. It's great to have you tuned in to today's program as we're going to continue on a verse-by-verse -verse study in the book of Zechariah chapter 14 as we talk about life in the millennium. So we pray that you can stay tuned to today's program and also keep us in prayer. And of course, we want to encourage those of you that are watching us live and also there via the social media network. Hey, post your questions or your comments for Nathan Jones or myself, and we'll make sure that we take some time to answer those questions regarding a subject matter for today. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study Zechariah 14. What an amazing chapter, Lord, and it just uh, just moves me every time I read it because it's about your victory, and we just celebrate that. We pray you'll bless this conversation for your honor and glory. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you so much. You're tuned into the Truth Will Set Free Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones, as we're talking about life in the millennium in Zechariah chapter 14. Hey, listen, today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura, Calvary Chapel Broward, and the Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information here regarding these wonderful ministries. Also, we want to encourage those of you that are tuned in that would like to become Bible Prophecy students. Be part of the Calvary Chapel Bible Prophecy School of Ministry and Truth Will Set You Free. We have a two-year program, uh, of course, in that wonderful subject matter of eschatology and evangelism. And if you want to grow in your knowledge of eschatology, Get a hold of us and we'll give you more information how you can get started as a student or maybe just order some classes for enrichment and for growth. Again, you can call us at 305-992-9537-0321 end time or simply go to www.twave.tv. And of course, if you find yourself here in the Aventura Hollandale area, why don't you stop by and be part of our ministries live Wednesdays at 7.30. Truth will set you free. We'd like to invite you to their study in the Minor Prophets, located at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. And Sunday mornings, come join Calvary at 9 a.m. in Spanish and 11 a.m. in English for their services as they make their way through the Gospel of John. And of course, before we continue, I am going to welcome my co-host here on today's program, Nathan Jones of Landline Ministry. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. It's a beautiful day. How is life in Miami? Life in Miami is fantastic. There is no rain today. It's sunny out there, and the humidity is actually calmed down a little bit. Nathan. I think we're only like in the 100 degrees this week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounds like Dallas as we cool down into fall. Absolutely. So, no, everything is great, Nathan. And how are things over in Texas? I love Texas, you know? Well, praise the Lord, brother. Same thing. Life's good. Uh, ministry's going well. We praise the Lord for it. Absolutely. Well, Nathan, we're so excited because God, you and I are always excited because God is always doing something wonderful, right, Nate? He is. Uh, God has got many wonderful things planned in the Bible. He tells us what they are, and that's pretty much wonderful things is what we're going to be talking about today. Ooh. I'm excited. Nathan, before we continue, would you mind sharing again regarding Landline Ministry and maybe some of the resources that you offer so anyone watching or listening, especially those Bible prophecy students, can maybe grab a hold of these resources and grow in the knowledge of the Lord. Well, Lamb and Lion Ministries is a Bible prophecy teaching ministry. Our mission is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Folks can check us out on our website at lamblion.com or christinprophecy.org. 
On the website, you'll find a wealth of information, uh, mostly written by our founder, Dr. David Reagan, myself and others. And uh, we get articles, our television show, Christ and Prophecy, podcasts, uh, daily blogs, a newsletter you can sign up for, many articles, uh, you name it. We want to teach you about God's prophetic word, get you excited about His soon return. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. And over here, I'm actually, uh, I, I keep putting up your wonderful book uh, that you uh, just uh, 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 brought out and it's just an amazing resource and also uh, we want to thank the Lord for that and just the wonderful resources that you guys are continuing to bring forth and also Nathan you just posted one of our old series that we did which one was that the mighty angels of revelation uh, that's a series that you and I did this time last year as we went verse by verse through revelation primarily from the viewpoint of the angels and uh, brother it was a great idea because I had no idea you know, how many angels and what they were doing in Revelation and how God used them and how they served the Lord. And so it's been an exciting adventure. We're up to Revelation 19. And folks can check that out on our blog at ChristandProphecyBlog.org. Praise the Lord. Actually, Nathan, and this is why we're also very excited about the book of Zechariah. Because as the Holy Spirit leads us into diff venturing out into different aspects of biblical prophecy, we just want people to say there's a lot of encouragement in the Word of God. It's not gloom and doom as people think the Bible prophecy is, right, Nate? There's a lot of good news also. Oh, well, that, there's some difficult times, clearly, but when Jesus comes back and sets up his millennial kingdom, yes. and then at the end of the thousand years, finally defeats Satan and death, and Hades gets sent to the lake, lake of fire, and then we into the eternal state. Brother, it, this little moment in time is nothing compared to the eternity that awaits us. And that's why today we're so excited, Nathan, because we're going to be, again, coming out of the gloom and doom type of uh, teaching and getting more into the millennial teaching. And that's why we're excited about Zechariah chapter 14 as we get ready to close chapter 14. And you and I have spent quite a bit of time, Nathan, in chapter 14. Before we jump to the following verses, would you be able to recap for us briefly some of the things that maybe we already talked about in chapter 14? Well, this is the return of Jesus Christ. At the end, it was called the Day of the Lord. It's also called the Tribulation or Daniel's 70th week. It's a seven-year time period. Uh, as Jeremiah 30, verse 7 says, the time of Jacob's trouble, the worst time period in all of human history. And it's a time where God pours out his wrath upon the world. He's had enough of sin. He's had enough of rebellion. That's it. He takes his church out and what's called the rapture beforehand and for seven years he pours out 21 judgments upon the earth when we get to the end of the day of the Lord it's his second coming it's his return it talks about Armageddon and this epic battle his returns to this earth and fights for his people in Jerusalem and that's where we're left so far Ooh, and that's good news so that's what I want to encourage those of you that are watching and listening hey tune in again you're tuned in too uh, this incredible subject matter of life in the millennium and we want to encourage you guys hey grab a Bible follow along with us those of you that are following us live on Facebook again post there your questions or your comments for Nathan and myself in the background we have Enzo and he will be taking some questions bringing them to us if you ask some of those questions and we'll take some time to discuss them as we pause in between our study but for now we're going to continue Zechariah chapter 14 Nathan Jones if you can continue to take us through these verses that will be fantastic I'll definitely do that. Uh, you know, when you said uh, good news, I'm reminded uh, back in 
the day. I don't know how long it's been since you've used this, but you used to open up every episode with you saying, good news, good news. <laughs> they kind of had this echo effect, and it was really cool, and I, I kind of missed it. It really was a neat way to open the show. Well, but I, it was true. You, you define Bible prophecy as good news, and most people, they focus on the few things that are terrible, and they don't focus on the bigger picture, which is positive, and that's the bigger picture we're getting to now with Zechariah 14. You know, Nathan, before you jump to reading the verses, I think I will bring that clip back of the good news, because we still have that. <laughs> Do you have that? I love that. Good news, good news. It, 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 you know, you sounded like you were selling it from a mountain, saying it from a mountaintop. It was great. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you for I that. I digress. Uh, verse 16, right? Yes. All right, the nations worship the king. Bear in mind that Jesus has returned. He is defeated the Antichrist, his false prophet. He's sent Satan to the bottomless pit. Uh, all those who are his enemies are in Hades waiting final judgment. There's only believers left on the earth, and he's entering into a thousand-year kingdom with Jesus ruling and reigning from Jerusalem. And this is what the world will be like when Jesus rules and reigns, starting in verse 16 to the end of the chapter. Mm. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left of all the nations which came against Jerusalem shall go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. And it shall be that whichever of the families of the earth do not come up to Jerusalem to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, on them there will be no rain. If the family of Egypt will not come up and enter it, they shall have no rain. They shall mm. have the plague for which the Lord strikes the nations. Do not, come up. Do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. This shall be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations that they do not come up to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses. The pots in the Lord's house shall be like the bowls before the altar. Yes, every pot in Jerusalem and Judah shall be holiness to the Lord of hosts. And everyone who sacrifices shall come and take them and cook in them. And in that day there shall no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord. Oof. Nathan, this is an amazing passage. So Nathan, again, as we look at this uh, portion of Scripture, of course, there's a lot here. This portion of Scripture really uh, ties us together to many parts of the Bible. But uh, we have a transition here, right, Nathan? I mean, at one time we were in the tribulation. Now we're out of that period and uh, we're into a whole different period, right? Right, and, and it does sound a little negative. Oh, the Lord's going to pull the rain back and put plagues on Egypt and stuff like that. Uh, that's not the case. What, what the case is, is that in the Millennial Kingdom, Jesus Christ rules and reigns, and the whole world knows the Lord. The whole world worships the Lord. But it's, the people will still be living in their human bodies, the survivors of the Tribulation. They live on in their earthly bodies into the Millennial Kingdom. Mm -hmm. The curse is partially lifted. The sin nature, though, is still there, though Satan now is no longer tempting. And there's times when that the people will start throwing far away from the Lord again. Uh, and we do that in our own lives, even as Christians. We, we start drawing away from the Lord. We get distracted. Focus on unimportant things. And so to get the people to come back to him, the Lord continues with a feast of tabernacles. Uh, tabernacles being when the people, uh, where they were, the Jewish people were leaving Egypt, and they set up these little huts and they tabernacled mm -hmm. with God. It was there; they were to be with the Lord. And so, during the millennial kingdom, the people are to be tabernacling right. with Jesus Christ, but face to face. And if they didn't, the Lord would remind them by holding the rain back. So exactly. it's very important to Jesus that the people keep connected to Him. 
Excellent point. And Nathan, those are those little times of testing that the Lord, right? Oftentimes, even in our parts, even in our personal life, sometimes He will hold a little bit of rain to test us. <laughs> he, he definitely does. And that's a beautiful uh, comparison because it does. Uh, it'll hold back, uh, I don't know, a certain material blessings, certainly. That's maybe right. health blessings, uh, maybe a, a job or, or something. But the idea is to draw us close to the Lord, and unfortunately most people, they run from the Lord during that time to get angry at Him. I, I just answered an email today where a lady said, I can't trust God, he's, he's leaving me out high and dry, and I'm, you know, I'm being attacked. And right. that's, that's not the case. The Lord is walking with you, and He's defending you. You yeah. just can't see it. He wants you to draw close to Him. That's the time to pull close to the Lord. And during the millennial kingdom, same thing. The Lord wants the people to stay holy and pure and stay connected to Him. Yes. And so He keeps them coming every year. At least once a year you get to see Jesus Christ. And if you don't come, the Lord's going to hold the reins back over your country because He wants to remind the people, hey, you need to stay connected to me. I'm the source Excellent. of life. And Nathan, another point too that people don't understand. In the millennial kingdom, there's going to be people born into natural bodies as well, right? And some of them, they're going to have an opportunity to have to come to Christ as well. Yeah, and this is the confusing part, I think, for most people, that uh, when you get to the end of the tribulation, there will be survivors. There will be right. people who are under the Antichrist and swore loyalty to him, which means Satan. And then there's people who are being persecuted for their faith in Jesus Christ. Absolutely. At the end of the tribulation, just before the Millennial Kingdom, Jesus will hold what's called the sheep-goat judgment. You can read about that in Matthew 25. And those who are deemed goats, those who reject them, are put to the left of him and they're sent to Hades waiting final judgment. Mm -hmm. But those that have accepted him as Savior, they get to live on in their earthly bodies into the millennial kingdom. They have children and exactly. those children have children and the lifespans increase. That If you die at 100, you're considered a curse. You're like a baby in the millennial kingdom at 100 years old. And so you're right, man. The people will be living in earthly bodies. But, and people wonder about this, what about us? Right. We've been raptured up to heaven. We've been given our glorified, our eternal bodies. Well, we get to be there, too. There are so many promises in the Bible where Jesus says that, that we will get to rule and reign with him forever. And that includes the Millennial Kingdom. So there'll be two to three different populations. And I say two to three because, mm -hmm. one, you've got the people in their earthly bodies. Two, you've got us glorified saints will be serving the Lord. And three, as the, as the angels will still be doing their work, so they'll be there as well. You know, Nathan, and that's why we wanted to clarify. So for those of you that are just maybe tuned into the program, you're tuned into The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Radio Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. As we're talking about life in the millennium in Zechariah chapter 14. And as Nathan is pointing out, there's different groups of individuals in that time period. And we hope that those of you that are tuned in, maybe you weren't familiar with the millennium because not, there's not much out there in terms of the life in the millennium. Sometimes we only consider life here the rapture, somehow we think we're just going to go to heaven and float in a cloud, uh, naked, right, Nathan, with a harp. But that's not the case. No, you can't be a disembodied spirit and play a musical instrument. Your <laughs> fingers would just pass right through it, right? I, that is just cartoon nonsense that we're sitting on clouds playing harps in white rooms. It's not. Uh, the Bible right. does, teaches us that we'll have physical, tangible bodies made in the image of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, the 
the man from heaven. Uh, he will have a, at his resurrection, he had a physical body that the exactly. apostles touched, even challenged him, touch my body. See, it's human, I can eat and all, but there was supernatural power in that body too. Jesus could fly, he could disappear and appear at will. Uh, it, it, the body didn't die, it lived on forever. And we will see Jesus in a supernatural state when he returns mm. and takes us up to heaven at the rapture. And likewise, through the millennial kingdom, we will get to see Jesus face to face. And we in our glorified bodies will have similar bodies. We'll look like ourselves. Uh, exactly. You can know, look at me now, look at me later. I might look a little younger. You might look <laughs> a little younger. You might have a little more hair. Might might be less white. But uh, we'll look younger. And yeah. we will be recognizable, clearly, as the Bible teaches. We also have tangible bodies. That's right. And we will serve the Lord forever. And that includes being mayors, uh, uh, teachers, administrators, uh, you name it, uh, we will rule and reign with Jesus Christ during the millennial kingdom. You know, Nathan, you mentioned something really important, and it's our appearance. Will we know each other in heaven? Will we know each other in the millennium? Will we know each other in a glorified body? Well, absolutely, because I have, uh, for those that are watching live via uh, T-Wave.TV, Facebook, you can see a picture of Nathan Jones there, and I have a few pictures of him. So when you will get to heaven, yes, he is still going to look like Nathan Jones. He's just going to be probably like five feet taller. No, but uh, <laughs> we'll be able to recognize one another. And you know, Nathan, we say that because uh, that's part of the problem with people. They think that when we die, we're going to go to heaven, but we won't recognize each other. We're sort of just going to pass by each other by, but that's not necessarily the case, right? No, I think a great biblical example is when uh, King Saul went to the Witch of Endor. He wanted to call yeah. Samuel up so that he could find out how to win this battle. And the Witch of Endor was just a person. She had no powers or abilities. She was shocked when, shocked. Samuel, when Samuel actually showed up. And King Saul didn't look at the, the guy that showed up and say, uh, who's that? He said, you know, Samuel. He recognized him. He was, he was physically recognizable. And that's just one of the many examples. Jesus himself. The apostles recognized him when they got closer to him. He looked like Jesus. And we too will look like ourselves in our glorified bodies. And that could be good, exactly. and that could be bad. I mean, there's certain features. I, I would, you know, maybe a smaller nose or taller or something, but that's not the case. Uh, we will look like uh, who we should look like, and we will recognize each other in heaven. Nathan, I think I want the smaller nose. You don't have that problem, okay? I have my Dominican nose. <laughs> But, but it, you're right, this, that's why we want to encourage people to recognize, you know, I, I don't know about you, Nathan, but I, I look forward to the Lord's soon return, right? Well, we're no more suffering, no more pain. I mean, the Bible tells us that in Revelation chapter 21, right, Nate? How beautiful things are going to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, just look at the world today. The murders, the death, yeah. the rapes, the, the lying, the cheating, the stealing. But here and then, Zechariah shows the Millennial Kingdom. Yes. In the Millennial Kingdom, holiness to the Lord is engraved on the bells of the horses and on the pots. Jerusalem and Judah, which, you know, you and I have been to Jerusalem, and it's very pagan. It's got so many different religions represented, and even Christianity there is, is highly paganized. But Jerusalem and Judah will be considered I mean, the whole city and region will be considered holy. And the Jewish people, those who survived the tribulation and they too live on in their earthly bodies, 
They will be a priestly people for the Lord during the Millennial Kingdom. And how wonderful that will be. The whole world will know Jesus Christ. There won't be need for, for missionaries. Sure, there will be teachers sharing the gospel, but there won't be unreached people groups because everybody will know Jesus Christ. Yes. And the level of sin will be diminished so greatly. Uh, it, we're even told in the Bible how the animals, uh, they, yes. Isaiah tells us that the animals will live in peace with each other. They won't be killing each other. Little boys, little girls can stick their hands in viper's nests and not get bit. Yeah. They can walk with lions and the lamb shall lie down with the wolf. I mean, it is a time of peace and tranquility. I love that. And you know, Nathan, that's why we, we hope that those that are watching and listening would maybe consider this time of the millennium. Revelation 20 tells us exactly it's a thousand years, right, Nathan? Not a day less and not a day more. Six times in Revelation 20 it says 8,000 years, 8,000 years, 8,000 years. There are people who have spiritualized it away and said, well, it, it, we're in the millennium now, but we're also in the tribulation now. I don't know how that works. And or uh, it just means a general amount of time. But the Bible is very specific. Exactly. I mean, six times it says 8,000 years is how long this this kingdom is going to last on this earth. So we know from day one it's going to be 1,000 years. Absolutely. And we wanted to, to, to encourage people to know that we take the Bible literally. We take biblical prophecy at face value. And when the Bible says a thousand years, we believe it's a thousand years, as it says in Revelation chapter 20. And it's going to be a wonderful time period. Now, Nathan, also, when you were reading Zechariah 14, a few things also came to my attention. But it talks about Egypt. So we're, we're still going to have these nations that we're familiar with even in our times now, right? Well, there are four nations that we know about for sure that will exist during the Millennial Kingdom. One, of course, is Israel. That's a given. Right. Two, right here, it tells us Egypt. Exactly. There's another passage that tells us there will be a road from Syria to Egypt, so we know that Syria will exist as a nation. Exactly. And we know near the end that Russia will return again exactly. in power. So those four nations we know for sure will exist during the Millennial Kingdom. Now, bear in mind that how much the world will change from now till the end of the tribulation. We will see Russian Islamic nations destroyed in the Gog and Magog War. Right. We'll see Israel subjugate their surrounding neighbors and become a superpower. We will see the ant well we won't, but the world will see the Antichrist defeat the world and set up his kingdom exactly. and reorganize the world into ten different regions. Mm. So what the world is facing is a total shakeup of geopolitical power. And then, then you've got the 21 judgments of God destroying most of the earth. A third of the earth for sure will be destroyed, so whatever nations that covers will be destroyed. So the world will look vastly, vastly different during the Millennial Kingdom. Plus, yeah. the landscape will change. There will be four major earthquakes during the tribulation that will level the mountains and move the islands. And the Bible talks about the plains of the earth. Exactly. So likely the, the, the mountains won't be there. Jerusalem will be lifted up. It will be the highest and the only mountain. Mm -hmm. So the topography of the world will change greatly too. So people ask, is the United States in the Millennial Kingdom? Right. Brother, I don't know. The world exactly. is going to be so different by then. I hope that the Lord will bless with a chance that a remnant will be here in the United States. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And that's why we don't want to speculate, right, Nathan? There's a lot of teaching out there. There's a lot of books about uh, America and Bible prophecy and a lot of uh, other things. We do know at the end times are probably going to become part of this whole European uh, Union, you know? But in the millennium, it just I, I love the way you pointed out those four the Bible does talk about. Maybe, Nathan, I thought maybe after we finish Zechariah, maybe we can brush up on our next segment regarding 
Ezekiel 38 and 39 and try to help people out there also when we talk in the millennium, see how these things are going to play out. Excellent. Yeah, whatever whatever you prefer. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's exciting. Man. Absolutely. Only because, again, these are areas where people need to recognize this is another time period after the time of the tribulation that is going to be taking place here on this earth. So in a sense, uh, the rapture takes place. Yes, some people might die now. They'll go to heaven. But this millennial period, we're going to be involved. We're going to rule as kings and, and priests, like the Bible says. And it's an exciting, exciting time. So for those of you that maybe just tuned in, we want to encourage you. Get your Bibles. Follow along with us. But also, if you're watching this program and maybe you think, wow, this is just too good to be true. Well, the reality is that in Jesus Christ, this is uh, uh, the truth of what awaits you that have placed your trust in Him. And we pray that as Nathan and I make our way through these books of the Bible, that you will be encouraged to begin that relationship with Jesus if you don't already have a relationship with Him. Also, Nathan, we notice there, verse 19, it says, This shall be the punishment of Egypt, the punishment of all the nations that do not come up to keep uh, the Feast of the Tabernacles. And then verse and 20, then verse 20 says, In that day, holiness to the Lord shall be engraved on the bells of the horses, the pots, uh, uh, maybe in the Starbucks mugs in those days. No, I'm just kidding, right? <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a whole different time period, right? It really will be. Uh, and think about that. The whole world knowing Jesus Christ That's... and the peace that that brings. You know, mankind is one of the utopias. Since we were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and uh, we have worked towards that and failed miserably time and time again, and that's what scares me when we you hear the candidates all promising how wonderful the future is going to be, this utopia right. we're going to build. It, it can't happen without the Prince of Peace, and as long as our sin natures get in the way, we won't. And there, there's a lot of passages in the Bible that we can get into where it talks about how at the end of the millennial kingdom, when Satan is released. Satan will be a rallying point for all those who born during the millennial kingdom mm -hmm. have to choose for Jesus Christ or not. Those, there will be people that will reject Jesus, many people actually. Exactly. They will rally around Satan and attack Jerusalem to try to dethrone Jesus. And Jesus, because he's God, with just some words, melts the people and that's, that's the end of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there is a little bit of horror at the end of the millennial right. kingdom, uh, but God is the one who releases Satan. So it's God who's allowing people to choose him or not. We always have a choice yes. to choose Jesus or not. And Nathan, that's a good point. And that's, of course, we'll touch on that hopefully as we talk once again about uh, God and Magog in, the, in, in, in terms of the millennium. Uh, we keep hearing that name over and over again. And you talked to us in the past about the different wars and possibly when this is going to occur. So we'll talk about that some other time. But this is a time where everything is going to be holiness uh -huh. to the Lord. And uh, sad to say, we don't see holiness unto the Lord today, right, Nathan? As a matter of fact, people don't really want to hear that much about Jesus today. There you go. It's sad. And, and I think it's because we're so comfortable. We, we, the Lord has blessed us. And every civilization throughout human history where God has blessed it have gotten not only apathetic, but also engined against the Lord. We, we, yeah. we take it for granted. We think we've done it, and we don't need Him anymore. We reject Him. We fall into a pit of our own apathy and sin and then the, the, the nation disintegrates until it's taken over and that was the cycle that we saw with Jerusalem and uh, excuse me Judah continually is that they loved the Lord the next generation was kind of apathetic the third exactly. generation was rebellious 
the fourth generation was punished and they get serious about God and love them and then that cycle happened over no. and over and over again and brother we're seeing that third generation here in the United States which means the next one the Lord will punish trying to bring us back to him absolutely so I, I think that's an excellent point Nathan and again for those of you that maybe just tuned in you're tuned into the truth who set you free Bible prophecy TV radio edition of Big Batista Nathan Jones as we're talking about life in the millennium as we're closing the book of Zechariah chapter 14 Again, for those of you that want to get a hold of us, 305-992-9537 or 321-END-TIME, 321-363-8463. For those of you that are following us live via Facebook, Twitter, feel free to blog there your questions or your comments or even prayer requests. We'd love to pray for you guys. And of course, if you don't know Jesus personally, listen, we want to give you an opportunity right now for you to make a decision for Christ. All of what we're talking about here is good news, but it's good news for those who have trusted in Jesus Christ. For the unbelievers, well, the Bible also outlines what awaits them. And listen, we want you to be part of the good news. And today, you can start our relationship with the Lord. And of course, Nathan Jones, he has the heart of an evangelist, which is what he is. And every week, he takes the opportunity to share with you how you can start that relationship with Jesus Christ. And we're going to do that right now. So, Nate, will you be able to talk to that person on the other side of the screen that maybe doesn't have a relationship with the Lord? Time is running out. Can you share with them maybe how they can start that relationship with the Lord even right now? Well, know that God loves you so much that He sent His one and only Son to die in your place. You were meant to die for your sins and be sentenced to hell forever. It's the punishment, the just punishment for your rebellion against God. But Jesus provided the one and only way. The perfect man died for us imperfect people. He died for your sins on the cross, and then he beat death by being resurrected from the dead. And the Bible teaches that when you believe in Jesus, even Jesus Christ, as your Lord and Savior, that you too will be saved. So from repentance out of your heart, pray something like, Dear Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. And Jesus promises that when you surrender your life to him, that he too will make your life new and you will inherit the promises of eternal life with him forever. Amen. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones, for sharing that. And maybe you've trusted in Christ, and it is that simple. From wherever you are, you open your heart, you put your trust in Jesus Christ. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call. Uh, get a hold of us. Send us a postcard at 1000 Foster Road, Hollandale, Florida, 33009. We want to rejoice with you, we want to celebrate with you, and we want to send you a Bible. So this way you can continue to grow in the knowledge and in your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating here, is spending life with Jesus forever, ruling and reigning with Him in this incredible time called the Millennial Period. We believe all this is going to happen very quickly. We really believe we're living in the last of the last days, and we want you to have a relationship with Jesus, and we want to rejoice with you. So Nathan Jones, again, this is just so fascinating. Uh, again, as we look at Zechariah, the chapter closes with uh, good news. The name of the Lord is going to be praised throughout the world and throughout the earth. And, uh, you know, Nathan, I, I just want to thank you for opening up these scriptures to us because, again, it's a lot of wonderful news here in the book of Zechariah. As you always used to say at the beginning of your show, good news, good news. <laughs> <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, Nathan, it's always great to have you on the program, and I want to thank you for joining me today again. 
Praise the Lord, brother. Thank you. Awesome. And for those of you that are tuned in, we ran out of time for this segment of our program, but like Nathan and I oftentimes say, Lord willing, next time, same bat time, same bat channel. We want to encourage you guys to uh, be part of our program. And we thank you for tuning in. Listen, if you're in need of prayer, even though we're off the air, give us a call at 305-992-9537. We would love to pray with you. The rest of you, have a great week. This is Dick and Nathan saying goodbye. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. Have a great day.